and welcome to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. This is Ryan, Father Rich, and Ryan here with you again at Cast Media in Hollywood. And uh, really excited about this topic. It's like uh, seven badass saints, man. Seven badass saints, huh? Like Praise Chuck Norris type saints. Yeah, man. We need more Chuck Norris type <laughs> saints. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of... Um, a lot of times you'll see like statues of saints and they're very um a feet you know you'll see very pale skin with blush on their cheeks and you know they don't look like somebody who can handle some of the rougher side of the <laughs> right. of the ministry world <laughs> right. um and there's a lot of saints like that and there's a lot of um reason for tenderness and a lot of reason for that more loving side of you know catholicism but there's also the need for badasses. Yeah, uh, and some of those some of those people were badasses, heck but yeah. they just don't portray them especially at least their like statuary. Saint Peter, like St. Peter. <laughs> right. I mean, you know. I mean, his martyrdom. Yeah. You know, the suffering that he went through. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you don't see that. You no. see him in the chair. And, it's left to to the artist to depict. Yeah. yeah. You know? So yeah, unfortunately. I'm sure there's some art that's out there like that, but mm -hmm. it's just not as prevalent as no. Yeah, but I think most of the time when people, um, there's kids, you know, coming in the church. There's children. Right. You can't make them badass. There's children. <laughs> I, the perception of saints a lot of time is very soft, very gentle, but they're not all like that. I mean, you know that, right, mm -hmm. Father Rich? Oh, absolutely. I mean, is your ministry all soft and gentle? Or oh, is there definitely some not. Badassery going on. Oh, of course. Some I mean, nunchucks. He's got staple I, guns. <laughs> <laughs> staple guns <laughs> how do you use staple guns in ministry well if people aren't uh paying attention during my homily <laughs> their eyelids wow oh, man could you imagine ouch what were we talking about no we're talking about badasses oh, yeah. i think of louis de montfort are we going to talk about louis or can i talk about louis you can talk about louis you can preference our badassery with louis of Mont this louis. is like my favorite badass story of louis de montfort because everybody thinks you know louis de montfort de true devotion to mary you know very devoted and you know loves the blessed mother and just super holy guy but he came from a family of like bruisers and yeah. guys with bad tempers you know, or St. Nicholas, for example. St. Nicholas was said to have a really bad temper, too. But Louis de Montfort used to go out when he was a younger clergyman, and he would go around to the pubs, you know, like on a Saturday night, and guys would give him lip because they had a couple of uh, liquid courage drinks, and they would start talking trash to Louis and making fun of him and irreverently, you know, calling him out. And dude, he beat the crap out of him. And then on top of it, be like, I'm going to see you at mass tomorrow. Like, I'm like, that is legit, man. You know? There's, there's a use for that in today's world. Yeah. Just, you know, go round him up in the bars, <laughs> knock some teeth out, drag him to church. This is for your, This is going to hurt you a lot more than it's going to hurt me. It's for and, your own good. And guys, re guys respond to that type of stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know? Like, yeah. and I know for me, I mean, I've always kind of, responded to more of like that masculine yeah. figure that is Christ, that yeah. he must have been a quite impressive, you know, masculine person mm -hmm. because look at this roughneck guys that he had around him, you know, yeah. like those apostles, they were, they were hardened by trade and, and they yeah. were fishermen and, yeah. you know, tax collector, you know, it's, uh, they responded to Christ. The funky bunch. The funky bunch. <laughs> the funky bunch. <laughs> 
So, so who are some of these badass saints we're going to talk about? So the first one we're going to talk about, hired a hooker every single night. What? That's no not, way. That's dude. bad. That's bad, bad. That is bad. St. Vitalis of Gaza. So did he like have this sexual addiction and then he converted later in his did life? Did they name Viagra after him? It sounds a little close. Vitalis? No. That's, no. Vialis or what's the other one? Anyways. <laughs> I, I, I'm celibate. I really don't have to. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I should, why are you looking at me, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, why are you asking me? <laughs> Ask someone else. I don't know. So uh, St. Vitalis was a monk from Gaza and... At the age, you keep on drinking your drink right in the microphone. (laughs) Oh, sorry, (laughs) Ryan. That is I'm thirsty. That is not badass behavior. Yeah, step away from the mic, G. Go in the corner. Go in the corner. Go in the corner and drink your drink. I'm not doing that. Get in the corner. I'm not your dog. My grandfather, who was a badass, he would always stick my nose in the corner. That was my punishment. At least the first round. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. You done? You good? You good? good? Right, you come out of the corner now, Ryan. Saint Fatalis of Gaza. <laughs> At sixty years old, this monk traveled to Alexandria. And what's the first thing that a good monk would do when they go to a new city? Visit the library in Alexandria. Pay for hookers. <laughs> first thing he did is he went there and he obtained the name of every prostitute in the entire city. Uh, that was close. He, <laughs> so he went up to the pimp and he's like, "So pimp." So, Pim. Who's your top girls? Who's your top girls? <laughs> Give me all the names of your girls. Pretty much. Wow. So, with his black book <laughs> in tow and the name of every prostitute in the city of Alexandria, his next step after doing that was to go find a job. And what he did is he hired himself out as a laborer doing hard physical work You know, for a 60-year-old monk, lifting rocks, hauling garbage, um, breaking things, just like physical, hard, back-breaking labor. Didn't he have a monastery that he had to report to and a superior? A superior that was like, dude, uh, what are you doing with all these hookers? Yeah. Jesus things. Well, we're going to keep our eye on you, brother Sheil. So here's what he did next. He would take the money that he earned and hire a hooker every night. But instead of exploiting these women, he would... Oh, teach them. Oh, that's awesome. He would teach them about Jesus, teach them that they had dignity, teach them that they were more than, you know, more valuable than just something for an object of lust or for something for a use that they were, they had inherent dignity beyond how they were being used. Wow. That's pretty badass. That is pretty badass and courageous. I mean, my goodness gracious. Yeah. That's powerful. And a lot of these women, um, after hearing this, they were able, you know, they really saw um, the opportunity to convert, get out of that lifestyle, and go on to a lifestyle that had more dignity and and led to better things. Mm. See a patron saint of prostitutes? Of John's? Huh? What? Is he the patron saint of prostitutes? I don't know. No, you know, um, I think St. Nick is. Oh. Is he really? Yeah. Huh. I think like Mary Magdalene or something. I think she is too. Yeah. Yeah. Although that's a, she kind of gets that rap. And she, it's really not scripturally. Yeah. She. Yeah. Yeah. Now Saint Nicholas. That Mary Magdalene wasn't uh, a a prostitute. prostitute. Right. Saint Nicholas is the patron saint of prostitutes because um, he gave money to the father of three young women who didn't have he didn't have enough dowry to marry these girls off, so they're going to have to go into prostitution, and he paid for their dowry so they can get married instead of. Turning into a life of ill repute. That's mm. that's the alternative back then. 
That's it. Get married to become a prostitute. There's two paths. Well, that's pretty badass, man. What a great, what a great ministry to have. And I, I have to give a shout out to the daughters of St. Catherine, you know, in India, because I spent a little bit of time with them just over a month or so. And these wonderful women would go out and collect girls that were in prostitution circles that were left for dead. Mm-hmm. And each house had about 50 girls and they would be rehabilitated and taught a trade and, and educated all the way up to the point about 18, 19 years old. And then they were like social workers and they would fit them into society with different jobs and get them on the trajectory of success. And, you know, with the boys in the prostitution circles in, in Mumbai, a lot of them are used for different purposes after they're kind of unfortunately like used up in that, yeah. in that circle and left broken. Mm. And uh, they go into different labor roles. But girls are a lot of times left for dead. So a big shout out to the badass religious community, the Daughters of St. Catherine, because you're doing that same type of work in a beautiful way. And they probably look at you and say, you don't have to say badass. Yeah, <laughs> they probably would. I yeah. mean, we there, was, no, there was a couple of sisters, though, that were like totally like one of them wore sunglasses with her sari. Cool. You know? Oh, yeah. She was a cool. She was a cool girl. Do you know what the uh, biggest uh, sex trafficking and prostitution event every year in America is? Super Bowl. Super Bowl. That's Super right. Bowl. Wow. And there's a, um, a group of nuns from 11 different congregations of religious sisters who go to the Super Bowl every year. And instead of going to the game, they go and they look for uh, signs of women who are, or, or whomever, women, men, children, who are being exploited in the sex t- uh, trade. And they go out and try to uh, rescue them. That's outstanding. So here's the, here's another badass saint, Saint Simon the Stylite. Ever what hear of cool him? Name no, Stylite. The skylight. Sty, yes, the skylight. <laughs> <laughs> Sky star. No, Stylite sounds like Skywalker. Stylite. 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 A stylite is a architectural pillar. Hmm. Oh, um, named after him? No, no. So there was a certain. So okay. He became very famous for his holiness and his sanctity, but he wanted to leave an ascetic life. He wanted to be left alone so he could, you know, focus on God, but people were following him because, you know, fame, you know, had preceded him for his holiness. So what he did is to get away from people, um, he went into a small city in modern day Syria and there's some ancient ruins there and there's an old broken uh, pillar, very tall pillar, like, you know, 30 feet high. He climbed to the top of it built a platform and vowed to live on top of that pillar the rest of his life so people could leave him alone. Hmm. Did he do it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wait a second. So he never left the pillar? Never left the pillar. Well, I'm sure everybody's thinking right now, well, how did he use the bathroom? Have, have you ever, yeah, I mean, just, just well, don't say when, when, when he, You know, when he was hungry, people would bring him food. When he had to go, he would go. I would get a little stinky there. Look out below. <laughs> well, I mean, he had 30 feet of poop area to work with before it got up to him. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. And, you know, he's probably regular like Sheila over here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go near the pillar at 5.35 a.m. <laughs> There's like a bell. After his morning Ooh. cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Bong. Oh my gosh, dude. Terrible. So yeah, he, he lived up there to be left alone and the, the local kids would, uh, they would bring him food and he lived off of, you know, bread and goat's milk, which probably didn't, <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably didn't help his uh, pooping situation much. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but he lived up there uh, the rest of his life. Um, the local bishops, they begged him to come down. They're like, I, we get it. You're holy. Come down. Let's, <laughs> we let's, get it. All we right. get it, pal. Come down yes. off of the column. <laughs> Holier than now. Hold an umbrella. Um, yeah, and <laughs> he spent 37 years on the pillar. <laughs> <laughs> holding an umbrella you should have seen Sheely was holding an umbrella when they came to get him I just wanted to let all the audience know yeah, especially that. the yeah. listeners that, that aren't watching the video yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean you're missing some money moments that's here. it so yeah he lived up to 37 years and then one morning they went up to feed him and he was just slumped over and he's dead and that was it <laughs> <laughs> that's truly badass it is man I mean, that oh takes God. a lot of badassery to sit in one spot for 37 years <laughs> eating goat's milk and bread for Jesus. <laughs> he is the true original badass. Oh, Gosh, yeah. man. Because they were up there like, damn, man. That guy's got a badass. And every 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 time. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, can you imagine like. I have been imagining, yes. Like just seeing him when you're five <laughs> and then seeing him when you're 25. and guy's like, still up there. When are you going to come down? <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like his mother came to see him and she and he's like, go away. Like if if we're, you know, perfected enough, I'll see I'll see you in heaven. I don't need to see you here. Let's get perfect. And if you're perfect and I'm perfect, we'll see each other in heaven. Hmm. No. It was a calling. There were a number of people that would spend, you know, penitential periods of time mm -hmm. throughout history on top of pillars. The, the, and those are called stylites. Yeah, stylites. So that's it. Oh, that's fantastic. What? I've never yeah. knew that. Yeah. A person who, thing. The yeah. more you know, star, star, star with Ring. glitter. Why don't we have those commercials anymore? We don't need to know anything anymore. <laughs> we know everything. We have a computer attached to our brain. Yeah. The more you know. Called Google. <laughs> called the Googles. Everything at your fingertips. So that's a, that's a thing. That's a thing. I think that might be your calling, Ryan. No, <laughs> no, I'm still processing it right now. Living on top of a pole for 37 years. Mm. Peeing in the wind. Eating goat's milk, man. <laughs> that was brought to you by people that brave through your poop mouth. 37-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious, guys. Like, I'm just thinking about that. I know. I'm very sanitary. <laughs> Why does... We have a story about a saint and it immediately goes to poop, dude. Why? Yeah. 37 years, guys. Like it's not he didn't go on a camping trip. I'm just saying. Anyways, I don't want to like get fixated on that, but something. All right, let's go out of this. I'll something. send up some wipes for you, some cottonell wipes. <laughs> God bless you. That's not gonna help the situation on the ground, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, badass saints. I, this is going to bother me until I go and really research this thoroughly. And then he's going to be in Google. Me more, How did St. Simon poop? <laughs> it was a large stylite. There was a commode up there. Okay, good. But yeah, Or maybe, anyways, the, maybe the column was hollowed out. And went to a vast... <laughs> a vast... <laughs> I love how we just try to figure out the, you know, ever the expanding. <laughs> yeah, I'm sanitary. Yeah. You guys right, go right for the practical aspects yeah, of living on a stylite. God bless him. God bless him. I, I'm it. sure a lot of people were saved by his sacrifice. And oh, yeah. 
brought to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And God once knows they what got, type of... <laughs> once, they got, once they got past that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all are not helping me get through this. Are you crying? <laughs> Finally, Noah Cross He's is laughing crying. so hard he's crying. God could call me to this. <laughs> oh, it's going to be such divine justice when you get called to be a stylite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next uh, next badass saint. Saint, this was called the Soldier Saint, Saint John of Capistrano. Oh yeah, you ever hear of him? You okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking we could do a whole show on that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm Point sorry. Man. So what were you going to get you like? I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. John Capistrano. So, yeah. John of Capistrano. Okay. Not Juan yeah, Capistrano from here yeah. Yeah. in California. The yeah. mission. It was named okay. after him. San Juan Capistrano. Okay. Where the swallows. Beautiful place. Yeah. Franciscan friar. Yeah. Yep. So he was known as the soldier saint. So he was, you know, he was very famous for his preaching and for his wisdom. But then at 70 years old... Um, Constantinople fell to the Ottoman Empire. And they were pushing beyond Asia Minor into the Balkans. And Pope Calixtus III sent John, who was 70 years old, to preach a crusade against uh, the Turks who were invading. They said, you're such a good preacher. Go and try to convince people to defend Europe against this invasion. He did this? Wait. Before he went to California, the dates don't matter. No, no, no. He no, never it, went to California. His and the church was named after him because gotcha. all of these churches were Saint founded Fra- Ryan, by Saint Francis. Saint Francis gotcha. was never in San Francisco. Hey, that's not how it works. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, so anyway, yeah. This is like 15th, 15th century. Gotcha. He died in 1456. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of these churches were, you know, like 18, late 1800s. Erected in their memory. Yeah. And a lot of created to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So at 70 years old, after preaching the crusade and and saying, okay, look, everyone, you know, there's this invasion coming. You need to defend, you know, Europe against this invasion of the Ottomans. And he, he was very successful in his preaching, but he didn't stop there. He took a suit of armor put it over his Franciscan robes and led and went into battle himself at 70 years old. Wow. Love it. Mm-hmm. How'd that turn out? He was a badass. Yeah. I mean, that's, he's in our show. Yeah. So he actually led his own contingent into battle on horse in Franciscan wow. robes with, uh, you know, armor on and he won. They won the that's battle. Hardcore. The battle of uh, Belgrade. That's hardcore. That's what I'm about, man. I, yeah. That's the way I want to go out. When you're, well, he didn't go out. I know, but like that. I mean, if I if ever things pop it, off, right? I, you know, in a you want a horse, a holy war, man. I want a horse, some body armor, some armor in a in a, uh, a uh, AR fifteen or something. And yeah, you throw in a couple of those. You'll probably need <laughs> a one. helicopter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, yeah, he that battle really helped to uh, prevent the expansion of the Ottoman Empire into Europe. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Badass. Next, next it bad. Is. It is. That's some Chuck Norris stuff right he, there. You know what he died of, though? What? So he lived to 70 in a terrible time, fought battles at 70 years old, and he died of um, plague from poor sanitation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and we're back to it. We're right there. No comment. See, sanitation's important, Ryan. <laughs> Next thing, please. Well, how many are we doing? Ten or something? How many are we done? As many as I want, Ryan. Okay. Shield is in control. All right. So here's another soldier saying, and I don't think, I think it's really important. You do not need to be a male to be a badass. Mm -hmm. That is not at all what badassery is about. That's right. And our next badass saint is? Props to the badass ladies. Oh, we got a bomb Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Beautiful. How do you feel about being a badass? Oh, she just one single nod. That's all she needs right there. She doesn't need to shake her head. She doesn't need to give you affirmation. She She does it on her own. Look at that, man. That's an intense look. Yeah. Now, we all know the story of St. Joan of Arc, right? Yep. You know, she was a 14, 15-year-old girl called by God to lead the French army to defeat the English. That doesn't even sound like something that could possibly ever happen. I mean, the David and Goliath story. Mm Mm-hmm. A 14-year-old nobody, not a noble, convinces armies to be led by her and wins? Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, that doesn't make sense in history. It doesn't. That is such an outlier in the way history works. And it takes yeah. David and Goliath to the next level, like beyond. Right, right. Fascinating. Yep. Yeah, and her, her death was... What know. I love about St. Joan of Arc is from the perspective of Mark Twain, this renowned mm-hmm. cynic, right, who's raised Catholic himself, but... He's a cynical guy, you know, and, and he was, you know, one of the greatest satirical writers of all time. And and here he is, his greatest work that he attributes to his whole life was a was a book about Joan of Arc. Spent over 12 years researching, two years writing, and he gave his whole life. And as you're reading through this book, Ignatius Press published it. You should mm-hmm. definitely check it out if you haven't, if you haven't read it. It is so powerful because as you're reading through the life of Joan of Arc, you're experiencing firsthand a love affair that Mark Twain had because of how powerful this woman was in wow. the history of the world. And he's just totally amazed at her life. He spent a greater majority of his life researching her. It's just fascinating. I, I mean, really, literally astounded by the fact that something like that could actually happen. Yeah. Make, it makes no logical sense to me. I can think of no other story that's even remotely like it in all of history. Of course, yeah. One of the top badass saints. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Here's another badass saint. Um, saint Lawrence. Oh, yeah. I love this. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is Bring maybe the, this is the most it. like badass line ever. Yeah. Like Schwarzenegger couldn't deliver this line. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. So St. Lawrence was uh, the deacon of Rome. Yeah. And as part of the persecutions, uh, he was sentenced to be executed for being a Christian by being burnt alive on a grill. Basically a grill. Right. Yeah. And um, as he was burning and being executed in a horrible, horrible way, like I like I burn my like finger on like hot coffee and I bemoan my life and my existence. And he's laying on this thing just on fire with hot irons. And he goes, you, you want to flip me over? I'm done on this side. I'm done on this side. <laughs> that's just like taunting. Brilliant. That is so. Oh, it's so brilliant. That's so badass. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's the patron saint of uh, cooks. Yeah. No, of cooks. Yeah. For for that. Because he was cooked alive on he a He knows grill. exactly when to <laughs> flip it over. Perfect timing. It's like done on the side. Flip Ding. the burger. I, that's truly amazing that somebody can have that much. I mean, the pain, right? Um and and still have the wherewithal to 
you know, mm-hmm. be a badass. Spit in their face. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't spit in the face. It was just a, it was a taunting that they, their uh, cruelty and their inhuman uh, behavior didn't have power over him because yeah. only Christ mattered to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I do love that story. Badass. All right, here, here's another badass saint. St. Moses the Black. Oh, yes. Yeah, he was like a really big dude, right? He was legendary for how big he was. He's like Kimbo Slice, just big, <laughs> bad dude, right? Like the kind of guy you're like, you know, he walks up to you and says, give me your lunch, you give him your lunch, right? You know that Moses Black is one bad mother. Shut your mouth. I'm only talking about Moses Black. <laughs> so he was a... Um, he was a criminal and he was basically just terrorizing Egypt, the, you know, the Nile Valley. He was just going around and kicking ass, breaking things, stealing things, robbing people, just being a total just villain, villain. Yeah, right. I villain. mean, and what are you going to do? He's like six foot nine, 400 yeah. pounds. You can't do anything to him. Right. It's Kimbo slice. Right. Um, so, but eventually they, they sent the authorities sent armies, you know, like battalions after him. They're like, dude, we got to get this renegade out of here. This guy's causing way too much shit to go down. Right. So they send, um, they send a, a big group after to get him. And as they were pursuing him, he went and tried to hide in a monastery and, you know, monasteries had the, um, right of sanctuary. You know what sanctuary oh, yeah. is, right? Mm-hmm. You want to explain it for people? It's just uh, calling to mind like the safety that you know that that they are safe from even civil power, right? So you like, uh, I don't know if sanctuary really still applies now no, in some countries, so. but perhaps. It, I, but it used to be that if you were under it's um, like a consulate, pretty much, yeah, like yeah. a like mm-hmm. a consulate, you couldn't be arrested inside of a church, mm-hmm. yeah. no matter what you did. So he went into the uh, monastery and basically was looking for sanctuary and he was in there so long he eventually really became enamored and just fell in love with the monastic way of life and never left the monastery again Mm -hmm. and became a great monk and actually ended up becoming the abbot of what he became the abbot yep wow that is such a great story moses the black you know, I, I was in a Dick's Sporting Goods in Boynton Beach years ago when Kimbo Slice was fighting, you know, and, and I'm walking out and this guy comes up behind me in line and I look at him. This guy's wearing a wife beater, huge, big black guy. I'm like, dude, you look like Kimbo Slice, right? And he had these gold teeth and stuff. And he looks at me, he's like, I don't know if that's supposed to be a compliment. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm like looking over the, it was a compliment, man. Like I'm, I'm like totally complimenting you. Trust me. Everything people say to you is, is a compliment. A compliment. <laughs> and if it isn't, it, it should be. It, it should, should be. be. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, that, that they said about him that, um, written about him that so sudden a conversion from vice to virtue was never before witnessed, nor such rapid attainments in, uh, monastical philosophy. So he went there and his whole life had been just chaos and madness but when he got within the monastic walls he was really allowed to flourish more than just his body he it, it was proven that he was his mind was beyond parallel too and he was just absolutely a brilliant theologian and brilliant in prayer and brilliant in leadership so it gave him a venue to really fully explore who he was more than just a you know a bruiser and a brawler mm. what a great story and when we're exposed <coughs> to the divine mysteries it truly has an effect on us. Look at our reversion stories yeah. and what's happened in our lives. 
This has happened in countless men and women's lives throughout history. And we're talking about a few of the greatest, most badass saints that had these incredible journeys exposed to the world and did not back down from anything that they confronted. Yeah. And some of that transformation, like Moses the Black, happened faith. inside of him, that war inside of him. Strong mm-hmm. faith. Yeah. yeah. So his death is actually really fitting and really poetic and really, uh, really beautiful as well. So when he was 75 years old, you know, he's, he's an old man now. And, you know, still Abbott, still Abbott. I'm sure he was still giant, but he's old and twisted and he doesn't, you know, swing he, like he, he used doesn't to. swing like he used to. Um, a group of raving uh, or um, barbar- or Berbers came to destroy the monastery. That was really common that, you know, people would attack monasteries because they're rich. And he, that all the, all the monks said, well, let's get swords and let's try to defend the monastery. And he said, no. So he, he basically held off the um, the Berbers while everyone else escaped. And he said he wanted to stay behind and hold them off, but without fighting because he thought that it was just that since he had lived by the sword that ultimately he would die by the sword. So he martyred himself in defense of the other monks so they can escape and faced his own death uh, in that way. That would make a great movie. That would make a great movie. And, and he, he probably legitimately had the idea that he was going to defend the place, mm-hmm. you know? Um, no, he for he forbade anyone to use any violence. Oh, okay. He I wasn't mean, he like was no, he, the sword. No, and, he was completely okay. converted at that time and completely well, went past all then. violence. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. All right. So I'm seeing a movie, I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one. This one's a movie. now. This is definitely a movie. This last one here, guys. All right. Buckle up because this is incredible. Now this is another. This is another female badass saint, Saint Kitiera. Kitty Air. Kitty So we just we talked about her last night and everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't believe you. Yeah, he I did had it. To actually. Yeah, we were all researching online. Like, what? He's like, you lie, Ryan Shield. You sit on a throne of lies. You're making this up. You sit on a stylite of lies. <laughs> <laughs> and poop. And poop. <laughs> Poops of lies. <laughs> oh. So St. Kitty Sorry, ladies. <laughs> St. Kitiera was one of, of nine non-tuplets. Non-tuplets are like... Instead of twins. Twins nine. or triplets, they're nine. There's Which I've nine. never heard of in my life mm-hmm. until last night. Right. So uh, her parents were pagans, and the mother was very kind of upset. She kind of felt... Um, she was she was a noble woman. She's like, I gave birth to a litter. Like people are gonna look at me like a beast of burden, and not even one of these nine useless little things are a son. So she ordered her attendant to take these babies out and drown them like puppies in the river. But her attendant, her servant, was actually secretly a Christian and wouldn't do it. So she took these nine babies to a local monk who took them in, adopted them, and raised them as Christians. Instead of being drowned, they were baptized. That's right. And then they became absolutely powerful witnesses. All of them. All of them. Not a powerful force. Not just this saint, but we're going to talk about her. So according to legend, the, na- the name of the nine were Umelia, Liberata, Gemma, Ginebra, Germana, Basilia, Marina, Vittora, and Kidiera. Marina? Uh, Marina, yeah. Oh, wow. I got to tell my friend Marina. That's like you talking about your, your cousins. Mm-hmm. All your Italian cousins. There's, 
The Germana, Basila, Marina, Vittoro, Kitera. Vittoro. And then there's Larry Lanny. Larry, Larry Lanny. <laughs> With all of his. Carol Abruciano. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so the monk raises these nine, uh, these nine sisters. And um, they were all baptized. They all became very dedicated to Our Lady. Um, but then there, a persecution broke out, and they were imprisoning all the Christians in the area. And, and this was this was in Roman Roman times, times. like you know, three hundred, four hundred. I think this was in Roman Gaul, so like um, France, France, or maybe Portugal, Portugal, yeah. maybe Hispania. Yeah. So somewhere not in Italy, but in the Roman Empire, in the farther ends of it, and they all had. Um, they were they were persecuting Christians and they rounded everyone up, including these nine sisters, and they put them in a prison. But uh, these these nine were badasses. They were like the Sand Vipers, man. They were like a gang of <laughs> badass Catholic saint women, right? And they broke out and they went to the hills and created like a guerrilla army. And then they would go and they would break out other Christians. They'd find other prisons and they would break them out of there. And they would release these Christians and they'd create like a resistance army in the hills. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm totally seeing movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But uh, I mean, eventually, um, they, they, they captured him, and they offered her a choice of either marrying a pagan or being decapitated, and they all chose to be decapitated instead of— All nine. All nine instead of being uh, forced into a marriage with a pagan. Wow. It's pretty badass. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, that's a movie. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't uh, want to mess with that force. Uh-uh. Could you imagine being married to her? Oh, oh my God! And all of her, your eight sister-in-law. You could never argue with her. Yeah, you wouldn't want it to escalate. No, let's just say that <laughs> she'd lay the smackdown on you. So this then, then her eight other sisters are going to come after you too. <laughs> yeah, right. right? They're going to be on the phone. Right? So terrible. <laughs> eight times. Yeah, I know he's terrible. He's terrible. Yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> It's an eight-way phone they're call. They're all twins, you know? Oh, yeah, man. They're all, they're all like, you know, That's light rough. twins, right? Woof. All right. Man. Those are badass saints. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot more badass saints, but we can probably we do another us. show on I that. We can. Mm -hmm. But yeah. do you know what else we can do? The Inquisition. We can prove that you're not a badass theologically, and we're going to inquisit you. Bring it. You ready? I'm ready. I'm all inspired by all these badass saints. <sighs> I know. Me too. Okay. Pretty awesome. You have a Sunday obligation. Okay. What does that mean? That you have an obligation before God and the community and the faithful. That's something that you have to, and I'm not stalling, but that's something you have to remember is that it's not just a responsibility that you have to God, but it's also a responsibility that you have to your neighbor mm -hmm. to show up to Mass okay. on Sunday, to listen attentively to the Scriptures. Now, now this question was actually sent in to us by a listener. From, oh, really? Yeah. Sent in to us by a listener on... Um, well, that's on, softening my heart. And I, if it was called oh, don't. you, I'd be no, like... Hey, no, this is venomous. Uh, this is venomous. He, right. He's shooting venom. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He, he's giving you no mercy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, forget it. I'm back to the badass Oh, uh, yeah. So... He had him on his heels. <laughs> when people are in space, okay, they're circling the Earth multiple times in a day. Yeah. What day is it on the moon or something? No. When does Sunday obligation start? When you're in space, when there is you're not tied to any particular time zone, mm. and what you know, I think it's unfair to put astrological. Uh, That's a great question, though. I, I do like that question, and this is exactly what I am going to say because that would be left up 
to the Bishop of the Moon. So, oh, left to the he's pulling out the, the guns. Moon, Bishop Newman wow. would establish a, a norm, a norm for the participation of the faithful wow. in space to experience and celebrate that liturgy for Sunday at the particular time made by Bishop Noonan, the Bishop of the Noon, Moon. The Bishop of the Noon. Yeah. Bishop, bishop of the Noon. And the Bishop. bishop I, I've got to say this. And <laughs> so it was my first bishop time celebrating Noonan. Mass in Orlando. And there were a couple of brothers from Orlando that we would say like Bishop Noonie or Noonie, you know, because it was an affectionate term. He was like a loving bishop. And it was yeah. like Bishop Noonie. So I'm sitting there celebrating Mass. And as you know, in the Eucharistic prayer, you pray for Pope Francis and the bishop of the particular diocese, the ordinary of the diocese right. that you're in. So it was Bishop Noonan, and I couldn't remember his first name, John, our bishop, right? So I'm like, and Noonie, our bishop. And I'm like, oh, no. Lord, have mercy. And now I'm just putting this out there. Bishop Noonan, I love you, man. No disrespect. And he's sorry. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. Love you, Noonie. Uh, <laughs> love you, Noonie. And we love all of you for joining us in the Catholic Talk Show. This has been an awesome episode. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, that question yeah. was sent in by Peter Smallbone on Twitter. So I just... Dude, Peter. Shout out. Bro, that was an awesome question. Keep them coming. Yeah. So yeah. make sure you go to catholictalkshow.com so you can subscribe to us and learn more about all the you know episodes that we have. And... Uh, make sure you're um, following us. Make sure you are leaving reviews. It helps us get the show out to more people and to more noonies. Subscribe. Badass. Badass. We out. Peace. Peace.